Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and myself, Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at our website, horrormakesushappy.com. Before we get started, a little information for you and listeners. Uh, These are your trigger warnings. We're going to be talking about some dark stuff like horror movies, horror culture, which could involve anything from murder, rape, suicide, child abuse, and all kinds of wonderful curse words. So Mm -hmm. if that's not something you feel like listening to, go ahead and check something else that's boring out. But if that's your thing, welcome and listen to us talk about all kinds of fucked up shit with our wonderful guest today, Ashley Cruel, uh, special effects makeup and uh, director best known for... The Seething Hollow and Evil Spawn sequel to, what was it again? Camp Hideaway Massacre. Camp Hideaway Massacre. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out. Welcome, Ashley. Great to have you. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Very good, very good. Good, Mm -hmm. good. Is there anything you want to pitch before we get into the meat of the interview? Oh, I just want to let you guys know this is my first time here, and I am also a first-time director for um, Mm -hmm. upcoming all female directed anthology fucked um extreme horror so mm-hmm. there's gonna be some nasty shit on there mm-hmm. and i'm excited for it i am excited mm-hmm. to see it good you should be <laughs> <laughs> and that's f-u-k-t not f-u-c-t like the skate brand exactly f-u-k-t yes <laughs> remember fucked the, the skate brand they had all those cool things like like there was a, a ape from planet of the apes that was holding a bong I can't. Tell I remember. Fucked. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, they had all sorts of weird logos. It was, it was fun back in those days. Anyway, that's not what this show is about. <laughs> in this interview, we'll be asking three sets of questions covering your childhood, teenage years, and adulthood to find out what it is about horror that you like. Sort of a psychological uh, profile. Oh, we're going um, down that path, huh? Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's not meant to be a therapy session. So if there's any questions that you don't want to answer, you just say, we'll pass and move on. Of course. Um, so starting with childhood, what are some of your earliest memories of scary things? Well, um, I can tell you I was allowed to pretty much watch anything growing up. Um, nice. I wasn't a really good sleeper at night. Um, even in, like I can tell you as young as maybe three years old, I was already watching sci-fi until four in the morning. So <laughs> I had this little tiny black and white TV in my bedroom and you know, sci-fi channel back then before they changed the spelling and whatnot, it was pretty badass. You know, they'd had creep show and everything on there. Um, good stuff to watch pumpkin head. I think the first ever horror movie I did watch was child's play. Nice. Um, and that that stuck with me and not because I was scared of it because I loved it. Like I was yeah. just infatuated. Um, yeah. And if, like, I'm telling you right now, I think from then I loved special effects, the gorier, the better. Uh-huh. It's more fun. <laughs> Out of curiosity, uh, what was it that, uh, that you liked so much about child's play? Like for me, I saw it later on in life, but my favorite thing was just the, um, the animatronics with Chucky, especially when he was burnt near the end. Yeah. And like, I don't know, was that animatronics or it was, uh, it was a little person. No, it was real. It was, yeah, it was well, a real I mean, guy. You know, 
it was a yeah. real guy. <laughs> yeah, it was like animatronics. I mean, that's whenever they use like real stuff. You know, yeah. we don't do that anymore. I, well, I, not CGI. I mean, I think right. it was a mix of animatronics and a little person in, in an outfit or something. Yeah, like it that. was. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever the parts where he's like run, going behind the couch and stuff, that's a little person. And like running through the room, that's a little person. But yeah. Yeah, animatronics I, weren't that good back then. <laughs> but but still, they're better than the shit they come out with today. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we, we will not speak of the reboot. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not even going to watch it. But I I'll tell you what I it. what I really liked about it, though. I mean, being that young, obviously, I had mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy toys. You know, like. <laughs> stupid big bird that you put a cassette in and it talked it freaked me out oh, but yeah, like yeah, chucky yeah. was cool and i wanted chucky to like come kill this big bird <laughs> <laughs> you know, like take care of this <laughs> that is fucking hilarious like the thing that scared you is the creepy ass thing that's supposed to be a child's you know good friend sure, no, and the thing that you thought was stupid. going to come rescue you from that was the murdering psychopath possessed all yeah you know like come get rid of this thing for me (laughs) we'll worry about what happens after (laughs) you're right (laughs) at that age you don't think about what happens after it's right i just like want this big bird gone but but yeah and then i got really into like zombie movies and stuff george romero i mean i live in pittsburgh so okay um now living dead i was i watched uh the original first actually as a kid um I'm only 32, so I don't know how old you guys are. Probably a lot older. Oh, younger mm. than me. Older? Younger? Same? Just turned 40. A little older. Okay, little older. okay. So, I mean, yeah, I just started really young. I just loved horror all growing up. Yeah. Collected. Um, you mentioned Pumpkinhead. How old were you when you saw that oh first? Oh my gosh, I love Pumpkinhead. I'm such an yes. underrated monster. <laughs> but I was probably, I don't know, like four, five, six. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was really That's young. Probably, seriously my favorite like um looking monster like he's just so cool looking oh yeah and i'm obsessed with pumpkins <laughs> they only had a lot of pumpkins in that movie though it was just no but he's of... pumpkin head yeah yeah you know <laughs> so you mentioned uh loving child's play uh other than the animatronics what else did you love about it um back then like it was just such a I think it was just so, I mean, you you see like another kid basically your age going through something with like these evil toys. Like I just kind of like connected with it as a kid. I don't know. Like mm. nowadays it's just more nostalgia, you know? Yeah. Um, but I definitely like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I can't watch the remake. I'm afraid to watch that. And not because Ooh. I'm scared because I just like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be disappointed when I already know I'm going to be disappointed. Mm. Well, no, you have a very good point there. Cause that's kind of another thing that a lot of people didn't find, um, I don't know, correct or, or good about the remake is the kids like 14, 15 where, um, yeah. In the original one, Andy is a child. So yeah, you it's more scary when you're a child too, because if, I mean, yeah. people don't listen to you and they think everything's mm. in your head. And I mean, we've all been there. So <laughs> when we were yeah, kids. imaginary, imaginary friend type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can connect with that movie when you're that young, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. What about P- pumpkin head? Just the neat design. Oh yeah. I fell in love with that when I first saw it. I just thought he was so amazing looking and I really love Lance Hendrickson's acting. Like, I think he is awesome. So, I mean, he really made that. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you really connect with his acting at 
three and four years old? No, I just thought he was so good. Like, he was just cool. Oh. Like, he just maybe subconsciously made it really like, you know, believable, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I just now when I see Lance Hendrickson and something because of Pumpkinhead, I get excited. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I can probably make the same exact statement. I don't know if I was that young, but I was maybe like eight or nine when I saw Pumpkinhead, which is still mm-hmm. pretty young to see a movie yeah, like that. But same is. thing. I was just infatuated with the special effects of it mm-hmm. and Lance Henriksen and the same thing. Yeah. Even in like, you know, aliens or, uh, he was in a recent, uh, uh, the thing esque movie harbinger down. And every time I see him, I'm like, you're that old crazy guy from Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, um, he did that, uh, millennium. He was in that show. I don't know if you guys ever checked that out. It was kind of like off of X files. Yeah, I didn't, but and I didn't know he was in it. And yeah, I'm he's the do main character. Yeah, huh. so it's a pretty good show. If you like X Files, it's very similar and actually comes up from X Files. So, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. at that age, you were probably not even going to school yet. So, um, well, I guess if we were to broaden the range a little bit to like you know that early childhood into like grade school, mm-hmm. um, did you have other friends or family who were also fans of horror at that time that you, you knew about? So not so much like my parents, they would watch, um, Oh, tales from the crypt with me all the time. I loved watching that. Um, so, but friends wise, you know, a lot of other kids weren't really allowed to watch stuff like that. I mean, even my cousin, when she would come over and my mom would watch her, she'd have to lie and say, you know, she didn't watch this and didn't watch that. But at my house, it was like, watch whatever. <laughs> um, but my best friend, um, one of her earliest memories of me, uh, I think we were in like second grade. I told her that there was vampires and werewolves coming that night and we needed to meet up and fight them. And she lived in like, a, well, her, her house, um, her bedroom was on the second floor. My bedroom as a kid was on the bottom floor and actually had a door to go outside. She asked me, like, well, how are we supposed to meet at night? I was like, you can just jump out your window. I have a door. (laughs) 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 When you're like a kid, you don't think of stuff like that, you know? But that's Mm. one of her fondest, earliest childhood memories of me, that we had to go out and fight monsters. Jump out your window. Jump out your window. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's what you do. Right. Yeah. She likes to tease me about that. So, Well, you know, kids don't don't think that there's any difficulty in that. Right. I mean, we jump off. You see it in TV all the time. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, but, um, yeah, but Hey, she's still my best friend to this day. So (laughs) I don't think I still hang out with anyone I knew from second grade. Wow. Well, we've actually been friends since we were five. So yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. I moved around too much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Military bread. All right. No. Well, uh, long topic. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's, that's another show. Yeah. Um, so did you know that you were supposed to be scared by this stuff at all? Or was it just entertainment to you? It was just entertainment. Okay. Like other people obviously always talked about being scared in movies. I was like, but how? Like, it's just so much fun. <laughs> like I get pure enjoyment out of watching like people's eyeballs get gouged out or like <laughs> dicks exploding, you know, like <laughs> just like that stuff is awesome. <laughs> oh, Robocop. it just like you know it takes you out of reality for a little bit and like i mean for me it's fun for other people it might be horrible (laughs) i I don't know but then i've got a dick so (laughs) (laughs) true yeah yeah, that's uh, a personal uh, effect of it but no i think that's interesting that you know because your parents uh allowed everything to be allowed it's almost like the 
I don't know, the Paraguay drug version of uh, child raising, like allow everything and see what happens. And, and it made it so that you didn't see it in any kind of bad light. And you're just like, yeah, this is cool. It's neat. I like it. Yeah, you're right. That probably is, you know, I, I would feel maybe if I was kept from that, you know, I'd probably be more put off by it, but I wasn't. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So it's healthier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it could go either way. You could have somebody who's repressed and then once they get into it, they love it because it was, you know, something yeah, true. they couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Six, one half dozen of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing you participated in Halloween. In Halloween, of course, every year. Every, <laughs> every day is Halloween. <laughs> well, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, any favorite costumes when you were a kid? Uh, the Crypt Keeper. I still have that mask from when no I was like eight years old, dude. <laughs> Did you do the last? Huh? Oh, oh, man. I don't know if I can. Hold on. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Nice. <laughs> Any least favorite costumes? Oh, the Scream guy. Ghost. Uh, yeah. Why was that your least favorite? Oh, he's going back thinking about it. It's like, who wasn't Ghostface? Yeah. Well, it's kind of cliche. <laughs> True. So, yeah. and re- why was Crypt Keeper your favorite? Because I just love Tales from the Crypt, and that Crypt Keeper is like his aesthetic and everything is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like his laugh, his personality. Mm-hmm. Like he's just cool. Uh, was there ever a time when you were actually terr- terrified of something as a child? You know what? I get asked that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. No, like Big Bird, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bird is creepy. <laughs> I mean, I told you guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. but no, that was like really the only things I was scared of as a kid were like things that you probably shouldn't have been scared of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had a uh, guess once that's uh, they said I think American Tale or or Los Pescaderos or some classic. No, it was American Tale. It was American, American Tale? Tale? Like Five Will Go found, Quest? Yeah, yes. they they found oh that God. terrifying just I because love that movie. <laughs> You said but, there was a scene where Fievel gets separated from his family and they're lost in the fog and they just like just missing each other. Aww. And I guess he had a fear of that uh, or maybe it triggered a fear of that in him. Oh, so, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. those kind of cartoons, too. They're pretty like for kids. I mean, they put you through some psychological shit. <laughs> <laughs> for one, I'm glad yes. I watched Secret of Nim at a very young age because it was awesome. <laughs> it was. I love that one. Uh, so segueing into, did you have any scary dreams when you were a kid? Um, yeah, I did. I did. That um, you want to talk about you know, <laughs> or, or don't. Um, no, like I, you know, I, okay. Let's going back to these like things that you could put these cassette tapes and they would talk to you. You, mm-hmm. you guys recall these like toys yeah. like that. Oh yeah. So Teddy Ruxpin, the Ruxpin. Big Bird one. I, I, had had a mother, one. I had a mother goose like that. Okay. and she was terrifying i had nightmares about that thing like just coming on and talking to me out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) those like kind of toys just creeped me out you know um when it came to movies though it just no (laughs) i think i also know that that's not reality i knew that at a young age Cause it puts it in that window that you're watching whereas the doll is like in the room with you yeah it's there right next to you and it's you know, causing nightmares. <laughs> yeah. So you had like recurring dreams of the, the mother goose. The, yeah. Certain toys I had. Yeah. When I was a kid, I would. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, what kid doesn't I think, right. You guys. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, Mine was the giant wolf that chased me around in my grandparents' kitchen. I think that's because I watched American Werewolf in London at a young age. Okay. Okay. Could be. Could be. Any other real life fears when you were a kid? Um, not not necessarily. Um, I was very accident prone and everything, so (laughs) I kind of just, you know, I wasn't really no. I can't say I was really a fearful kid. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so I'm still thinking about the, uh, the movies that you mentioned and the sci-fi stuff. And you were just saying that you were immediately attracted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, it has to be because like, I'm going to tell you, I just like the aesthetics of certain monsters, just like, um, the special makeup effects, gore, like put it, the details that go into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it just draws me in. Mm-hmm. See, I've mentioned this on a few episodes, Steve. I think it's um, it's really just the efficacy of the design of the creatures that almost flips the switch over to this is terrifying to this is cool. If it looks really cool, it makes it less scary. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right about stuff like that. You know, when you see things that you can't really see or aren't really clear would probably scare you more because you like, what are you reacting to? Like, how do you handle something that you actually don't really know what it is yeah like that uh that siren head shit you know what the fuck's up with that it's a bunch of <laughs> a couple of bullhorns on a on a slender man <laughs> well i mean you might be true you might be right about that in general but like we can't is part of this show we can't assume that of any one guest because yeah it might be true in the general sense but that doesn't mean it's necessarily true for a particular person yeah um, yeah so it still makes sense that, you know, we have to ask this kind of stuff and try oh, to yeah. figure out what it is for the person we're talking to. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Actually, it's pretty much everything for the, the yeah, I think we stuff. just breathe through childhood. What about your teenage years? What are your, some, of your, some of your favorite scary things from teenage years? So during my teenage years is when I started actually getting into trying to do my own special effects and whatnot, mm-hmm. makeup, um, okay. working with like fake blood and whatnot. Uh, Cause I was uh, obsessed with zombies by this time. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, uh, you know, we have our big zombie walk and stuff here every year. Well, not lately, obviously, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really liked doing those. You could just kind of go all out and do your makeup and, go for the zombie walks. Those are really fun. And then you get to meet other people that are in the same stuff. So I don't know. As teenage years, I think I really like, um, I just accepted horror as part of my life. It just wasn't like a way of life. (laughs) I was not aware of this zombie walk. So this is a Pittsburgh thing. Um, I think now, well, I think it started as a Pittsburgh thing, but now it, it, it's, I even think Canada has a zombie walk. Huh. Yeah. So, they're everywhere. I mean, yeah, I don't they're know everywhere if now. so much, um, it's just like a citywide thing, but almost every convention that I've gone to has a zombie walk. Okay. Yeah. Ours is specifically, um, you know, for George Romero and stuff. So, okay. ah, yeah. okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Is he from Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. I living dead was filmed here. Mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead was filmed here. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh my God, is the mall still there? Um, the mall. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, standing. <laughs> okay. yeah, the mall is still there. Um, Doesn't look like it did back then. <laughs> no, it's you know they keep up with it. It's a pretty busy area over there, Monroeville. So yeah, they keep up with it over there. Um, 
unlike a lot of the malls around here, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one's got tourist uh, tour- tourist reason for existing. Yeah, they yeah. even actually um, moved um, the Living Dead Museum into Monroeville Mall. So nice. Yeah. As is appropriate. Mm-hmm. It is. It is now one of the anchors. Yeah. So that just opened up actually, I think a couple weeks ago. So, um, so how did you find out about this, uh, zombie walk when you were a kid or teenager? Uh, so when I was on the news or something, so when I was a teenager, actually, I, um, went to a creative and performing arts high school. Um, and that was actually downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, downtown is, we took public transportation. You go downtown, there's people handing out flyers. There's things on telephone poles back then, you know, um, Mm -hmm. And you run into these people doing this stuff. So I just kind of, you know, heard through the grapevine, you know, this was before a lot of social media. So, well, and it also makes sense. Now it's so easy to find it. Like you say, if you go to performing arts high school where you've got people going from, you know, theater, theater and makeup and stuff like that. So somebody's going to know, um, let's kind of talk about that for a minute. So you mentioned that, uh, you were already getting into special effects and, how did that transition go from like middle school into high school? Did you, did you consciously choose to go to this uh, performing arts high school or was it just like you just happened to be sent there? Actually um, I went to middle school for creative and performing arts as really? well. Um, yeah. Yes, I did. It was a magnet program um, in elementary school. I got a portfolio portfolio together. I um, mean, you actually had to audition to get into the middle school hmm. Um, I did visual arts, so I did like different mediums you had to bring in for your portfolio. Um, so I got into the middle school. I did well during middle school, so I was automatically advanced to the high school as well. Okay. I never even knew there was such a thing for middle school. Yeah, ours was called Rogers Kappa, um, Rogers hmm. Creative and Performing Arts. And now it is actually in the same building as the high school. They moved it all downtown. Cool. Keeping mm-hmm. it all in the same location. Yeah. So, okay. So you actually even got started going into middle school. Um, mm-hmm. How did that happen? I mean, I was just always, um, I always like to do art. I always like to draw from a little kid. I just like to draw paint, um, mm-hmm. sculpt. And uh, the middle school actually came and did a presentation at my elementary school. And therefore then like to try to get kids to, you know, apply um, to let kids know that that it was even an option. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, I can go to school and like have half a day, just be something that I love to do. Right. Yeah. Why not? Right. And I got in. So <laughs> again, I am super jealous. I just went to Catholic school and now I can recite the Nicene Creed by heart. <laughs> <laughs> I know of the Nicene Creed. That's about it. Although if you started it, I'd probably know what you're talking about. Yeah. Probably. No idea over here. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie speech. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Not the cool kind of zombie. Right. So okay. Um, wow. So you got in very early. So they they came to your school, did a presentation. You're like, mm-hmm. I want that. Yeah. Went back to your parents and mm-hmm. told them about it, and they said, Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they knew how much I love doing art. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, I could see. Whether it's horror related or not, I'm sure, you know, if you had an art background and they wanted you to feel like you could pursue that, that's, that's going to be a a bonus, whether it's horror related or not. Um, Yeah. Was horror already cropping up in your artwork when you were a kid? 
Oh yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds the like a story. Makes me think that, uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like your your parents were probably very supportive of your interest in horror. But um, did you maybe have some teachers that were like, uh, "So we need to talk about this." <laughs> This so, person yeah, is dismembered in this right. <laughs> Yes. Um, I had a couple times of run-ins, yes, with teachers. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly in high school. Um, because actually, in middle school, here's a cool thing. My ceramics teacher was Kyra Schoen, who was the little girl in the basement of Night of Living Dead, the original oh, one shit. who ate her dad's no arm. Way. Yeah. yeah. She was my ceramics teacher. So, you Damn. know, I had that backing me up. Like she loved my stuff. Right. Uh-huh. But once I get into high school, I don't have that connection with anyone. So the stuff that I start making, I made in a uh, sculpture class like this. Um, he wanted us to make like a little model figurine of something that inspires us. So hmm. I made this little figurine of some guy in a hoodie with like a decapitated ha- uh, head in his hand. And okay. like, I did like this hot glue, like dripping and made it look like blood dripping. It was like, Nice. So cool, right? And he's just like, "What is this? How is that inspiring?" Because I really, because I really love horror, and I want to like try to make stuff like this. I was like, "How cool would it be if I could make like toys or something like this?" He he was mm-hmm. not having that. Um, mm-hmm. I in painting class, I it was supposed to be just like a, a paint a character, right? I paint the guy, I paint the jigsaw guy, all right, from Saw. Yeah. And I get a D on it and it was immaculate, but I get a D because she didn't understand like the connection I could have with something like that. So you get, you know, these teachers like, Oh, and they threw away my six foot zombie I made without even asking me. (laughs) I love the exasperation (laughs) in your voice. when I'm like still pissed about this. Okay. Because I am pissed for you. You should sue them. That's, that's liable. That's, that's defamation of property. Intellectual something. Put in a dumpster. And yeah, like I had him um, set up in the hallway in school. I love that Chris is like mixing and mashing legal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did that on purpose. (laughs) I'm coming for them now. Now that I know. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah he was I, I sat him up in the hallway i put all these details in him he was made out of plaster wood he had clothes on he had this big crazy head big gnarly I'm teeth he had clothes and on. i had him like oh yeah he did <laughs> he was a big old monster cock in the high school hallway it wouldn't really work out right? <laughs> well, it wasn't art school <laughs> yeah but they didn't like I'm a zombie kidding. let alone they you know <laughs> so because it was scaring people in the hallway um i didn't come to school one day and they uh took it out and threw it away yeah and it was um staff it wasn't kids or anything you know so that kind of uh, sucks <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a child. laughs> like that that's my work you know right? <laughs> that's how much it was accepted right there in the trash this is where this belongs yeah, right? right they should have i would have taken it home and like coat over it head head or something. Or something. like well i my um halloween props that i've had before i moved in with my husband i always had like life-size props and stuff and they would just hang out around the house all year mm-hmm. round there's mm-hmm. no reason to put them away. Plus, it's a pain in the ass to put them away. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, they hung out all year round. I had like the zombies with the lights on them for Christmas and like a zombie <laughs> coming out of my fireplace and stuff, a little Santa hat on. Like, you just, yep. you know, make it yep. work. <laughs> Same. There's always skulls around my house. It's, like you said, when it's, when it's Christmas time, the skulls have uh, a Santa hat on them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Didn't you recently build uh, some sort of a thing for your typhus costume so it can stand in the corner? Yeah, he's looking at me right now and takes up like 
a third of my office and and I hate it, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> <clears throat> so you mentioned uh, having at least one friend um, that knew you from an early age. Uh but you didn't, it didn't sound like she was into horror. She just kind of like, uh, accepted that you were. Yeah, she mm. did accept it. She still, um, gets on me about, I can't watch your movies and this and that, but I, I make her watch them anyway. So. <laughs> and she actually is in, she's one of the stars in my new short. So that's what nice. she gets. She made fun of it this whole time. Now she's a part of it. So. Well, she sounds like a very good and supportive friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did sure. you have any other friends who were, um, fans of horror in your teens then um you know people liked horror but they weren't as into it as i was you know you can talk about mainstream movies with people but when it comes to like b movies and things like that like shit i really love to geek over there's Mm -hmm. no one to really talk to about that that's right you did say you didn't find that until like two years ago yeah really honestly i'm like going to horror conventions yeah that opens stuff up too but um, really finding a community, you mm. know, people that well, actually, yeah. The, now that you mentioned it, I mean, you did know about the, uh, the zombie walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I like, I'm, I was kind of shy too. Like I didn't really talk to a lot of people that I didn't know, but I, you know, people would comment on my makeup and stuff and like slowly start to meet people that way. But, um, you know, friends and acquaintances are different. Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, I got really close friends and they all like different things and that's okay but it's nice to have be a part of a community where like you can talk about things like that with people. So with the zombie walk, you didn't feel like it was part of a community or there wasn't any communal aspect of it did. at the time. It came to that to me later on, you know, like mm-hmm. of, of course people doing that stuff. There was a lot of groups that knew each other already and already had their own clicks, but I'm also wondering if at in- your age, your parents might've been, partially you know protective and going okay you know you can come participate but we don't want you to you know limiting your well i now that i say that i'm thinking about you know how they were so completely hands-off in other ways that that doesn't make sense necessarily i'm not gonna say they were hands-off like they were hands-off with yeah the stuff i watched but my parents were you know they they had their things that they were strict about so you know i had a i had a uh, curfew and all that and they didn't fuck around with that <laughs> but you know when it came to the horror stuff they just kind of accepted that that's what i really love to do and they were like you know if you want to go do zombie walks and stuff that was fine because they knew the people like i had friends like i could talk into to go do stuff that was like or talk into doing stuff like that with me so <laughs> yeah i was always with like the same people you know Okay, so it was more of a, I've got my friends that are coming with me, and it just maybe never occurred mm-hmm. to you to make friends with the other people? At, at, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you think about it, yeah, I'm still best friends with the person I was when I was five years old. Um, mm-hmm. I got, I have, I do have another best friend from high school, you know, that I still talk to, and who's also in my shorts. <laughs> so I try to keep things pretty close, mm-hmm. you know. Understandable. Keep good friends close. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying you're right or wrong for it one way or the other. I'm just trying to understand how it happened. That's no, that's just me. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Um, So I'm guessing you still participated in Halloween in in your teenage years. Oh, yeah. Favorite costume from that period Mm -hmm. of time? Um, I'm going to. So in my teenage years, I didn't really do costumes. I just did like makeup. Mm -hmm. So I did like a lot of zombie fight makeup. Other people's costumes. 
Oh, other people's. Oh, no, I was asking. Is that what you're saying? He was saying like, oh, no, I just did my own like makeup and stuff. I didn't actually like I didn't go as like a character per se. Like I didn't go as something that already existed. I would just like maul my face or something and just do some makeup and go out all gross. Got it. Got it. Was there a particular zombie makeup of yours that uh, that was your We're favorite? Not even zombie. Um, as a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, not that I can think of as a teenager. No, mm-hmm. not a favorite. No, least favorite. <laughs> um, maybe like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pirate with like part of my mouth missing at one point, but it wasn't that good looking. That was, I was, I was that's what I thought you were going to say. Is it's whatever around. didn't work out when you were trying to do the makeup. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You're so, always your own worst critic. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, um, I, that was more like I used that time to more experiment with makeup and stuff. So I didn't go any specific costumes or anything like what that. What about as a fan? Like, what what stuff were you introduced to in your teens uh, that you were that you were a fan of in terms of horror? Um, that I became a fan of in yeah. my teens. Yeah, like anything that could have been an influence in your interest in in the horror culture. What I'm what I'm getting um, at is so you've already identified that you have an interest in the creation of it. Okay. Yeah. But the creation almost takes away the emotion from it because you're thinking about it too much. And so I was asking, like, sure. in terms of what were you a fan of? Because that might bring us back to where your emotional connection with it was. Well, I can tell you, um uh, during my teen years is when I started getting more into like extreme horror. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like extreme horror, like, you know, Serbian film and all that. I like that stuff. I think that stuff's great. Did you see that in your teens? I don't know if I was a teenager at the time. I don't trying to remember when it even came out. What year was that? To the Google. <laughs> yeah. say, that's, that's a great, I, I want to say it was, uh, because, early um, 2000s. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I probably was still a teenager. Oh, wow. 2010. Oh no. Okay. So that I would just turn 20 or okay. so. Okay. Um, we'll that on the list let's a little think bit. about before <laughs> that. Um, like I think in, I'm trying to think back because I, so when I started getting to into extreme horror, I didn't even realize that was like a genre kind of thing. You know, I just thought mm. like the more fucked up a movie was the more like I liked it because the psychological aspect, like really like these people go there, these people make this stuff completely takes you to another world. Like you can see, uh, so some of this shit, I mean, it's stuff that can really happen around the world. It's more realistic. And that's the kind of thing that should get to you even more. Like one of I tell people when they ask me like what the most fucked up movie I've ever seen, like they don't really like mess me up or anything like that. But the girl next door, because that was a real mm-hmm. based on a real story and all that shit that that girl had to go through and the amount of people that were involved and it was okay. That kind yep. of stuff really terrifies me because that's real. Yeah. You know? So, but of some of these movies I'll watch just to feel that emotion, like feel something you should, if you want to watch a movie um, that's messed up, then you want to mm-hmm. feel something from it. I get angry, you know, mm-hmm. I get upset or whatever. Um, I don't think a movie's good if I don't get any type of emotion from right. it, whether it'd be just pure entertainment and ha ha to, Oh my God, like really, why would that happen? Like, but that's reality. Yeah. It's so. kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I think just to get emotion from movies, I really like 
you know, the more extreme stuff like that. But if I want to have a good time and watch something funny, I'll turn to Black Sheep, you know, that horror movie. And I'm talking about ah, the killer yes. sheep, you know. It's like yeah. amazing. It's so good. I don't know. It's so underrated. But anyways, yeah. It is. <laughs> Has that crew made anything else? What's that? Has the crew who made Black Sheep made anything else? You you know what? I was wondering that like this week. <laughs> I need <laughs> to look that up because I would love to watch some more shit from them. Because <laughs> even something in the same universe. Like what what happened with that sheepdog at the end? You know? Yeah, yeah, dude. How about whenever they're going in the car over the cliff and the dog's like driving, or no? They then they jump no, out the sh- and the sheep's driving and he's like, <laughs> yes. over the cliff. Like, why, why do I think about that clip probably five times a week? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. That's like the other clip from like Mac and Me, where the kid's in a wheelchair and goes like over the edge. Oh yeah. I have, and I just saw a clip of that the other day, and it was—it still makes me laugh. Just Dude, I, I watched it on terrible. repeat like ten times in a row. Like, <laughs> it cracks me up so bad. Dude, if it's you horrible, haven't seen it, it's—it's it's just funny because it is a child going over a cliff in a wheelchair, but it's so obviously like a ragdoll dummy yeah, of ridiculous. a kid in a wheelchair, just like yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like they show him hit the water and everything. Like. It's just- so ridiculous but you know stuff like that makes me laugh that's a, that's a light mood there you go <laughs> i can see that there's a lot of people that get off on that kind of thing um <laughs> i don't well <laughs> not sexual uh so what else uh girl next door you mentioned uh hit you mm-hmm. what else in that direction um i really like the necromantic films oh my god i love those movies for mm-hmm. one and two think they're great think, uh what was his um, name martin martin i almost said martin sexton but that's a trafford Sorry, yeah no no Thank trafford you, yes oh yeah trafford yeah his artwork is amazing mm-hmm. yeah. uh what else um i like aftermath i like a lot of unearthed films okay mm-hmm. um so if we dive into that um i love guinea pig series oh course. my god okay you, so the actually guinea pig series if you're talking about the original or the new Original I was going to say the original, but we're into teen years now. And I actually looked up the uh, original um, Flowers of Flesh and Blood. And that's uh, that was apparently 85. I didn't know it was that old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't watch that until I, I was a teenager. I actually picked that up at a horror convention. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was bootleg, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I just wanted something. And um, <laughs> this guy suggested that. So um, I watched Did that. Did you call and- What's because that? it was you called the FBI because it was so real. Oh yeah, I was tied up on cocaine the whole time too. <laughs> Tiger blood. <laughs> yeah, right. dude, I made a meme about that too. No, <laughs> yeah, I got Charlie Sheen like tied to a bed like on the cover of Flowers and Potion Bud, and he's like <laughs> got cocaine all over him and stuff. <laughs> Winning. But anyways, <laughs> but yeah, so like when I when I got that movie. Um, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So I dove deeper into the guinea pig films. Um, Not even, not even really knowing um, again that there was like this whole community for that. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I I really like old boy, the original old boy. That's a very good movie that I Mm -hmm. thought was pretty good. A psychological wise, fucked up wise, you know, it's not so much graphic violence in in like the physical. It's it's such a mind fuck. You know, it's a twist. Like, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, oh, I really like it. Uh, I found Inside at Walmart whenever I was younger. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, Did wow. they know what they had? 
Well, they did a lot of Dimension films there. They sold a lot. Of, like, I actually picked up a lot of cool films just because of the covers and Dimension Extreme. Uh-huh. And we're talking um, the original French inside, not the stupid, shitty American uh, remake, right? Definitely, yeah. 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 I never even Steve, watched for the reference, remake. Um, inside is a French film about uh, a woman who is pregnant and terrorized by a woman who wants her baby and ultimately gets it with scissors. I think I've yeah. heard about that one, yeah. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, that's where I got it. I'm not lying. That's where I got it. Um, And then I was like, wow, Dimension Extreme. Like, this is a cool movie if there's movies like this. So um, Mm -hmm. I think even Black Sheep was a Dimension Extreme film. That's why I got it. And I was like, the cover, you got a killer sheep on it. Hell yeah, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Um, But, and then after Inside, then, you know, I I started digging deeper and then I got into Martyrs. You know, like Mm -hmm. French, they have some pretty good, you know, extreme films. They have great Um, ones. Frontiers. It's another good French one. Yeah. I don't know. I go all over the place with it. <laughs> was there anything besides films that was uh, influential for, to you in teenage years, like uh, any literature or? Um... To be honest with you, I'm not really big into reading and I wish I was. I used to, it's not like I can't read. I can read very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that um, I lose interest in it. Like I'm very, I'm, my mind is all over the place all the time. You know, I got to be doing something. So sitting down and reading, I can't do that. <laughs> and I really wish I could. Uh, again, I um, can relate. Absolutely. Like Byra's books. I'm sure they're awesome. I would love to read them. Even at least the, the dead baby cookbook someday. But yeah. I, just, I can't sit down for more than five minutes and read words on pages. What is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even in school, like, I mean, that would lose my intent. My attention just gets lost in front. I got like ADHD. I don't know, but I just keeping my focus on stuff like that. Isn't, it doesn't work for me. Nothing wrong with that. I'm more of a visual person. I'm a visual person. I'll admit it. <laughs> so going back to some of the, uh, you know, the, you mentioned this like, uh, you know, path that you took along some of these movies. Again, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to separate what you loved about them in terms of uh, being a creator from what you loved about them in terms of being a fan. What were some of the things that you loved about them in terms of being a fan? I just liked how they made me feel <laughs> like okay. whether like I'm telling whether it's disgusted or anything, if a movie can mm-hmm. make me feel upset about something, then all right, put it on my list. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Would you say it's more like the, um, I like I being I just, disgusted. I like that. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I like that. <laughs> not everything's happy and rainbows and everything in the world. And, no, you know, I'm not going to ignore. Yeah, I'm not going to ignore that stuff. So, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, sorry if I'm, no. I don't. It know. makes perfect sense <laughs> okay. to me anyway. Okay. All right. If it doesn't make sense to any of our listeners, well, you guys got problems. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't make sense to any of them, I'm just used to it. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did anything has anything ever happened to you, or sorry, did anything ever happen to you in your teenage years in real life that scared you? Yeah, and I'd probably rather not talk about it. Fair enough. Okay, we can skip that um, one. Sorry. Any, uh, <laughs> any nightmares or reoccurring nightmares as a teenager? Um, no, not per se. And I'm honestly, uh, yeah, unless it was reoccurring, I wouldn't remember it. So, I, yeah. no, not really. Uh, let's see. Did Have you picked up any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, phobias or like behaviors? Changes yeah. in behavior. From some, some of the stuff uh, that you experienced? Or watched? 
Um, I can't say I've picked up any phobias. I've always had a phobia of feet. Like, they're nasty. (laughs) 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 You know, like how people are afraid of clowns and stuff like that. I'm No, that stuff doesn't. I have never gotten like a phobia from a movie. I can't say that. You should stay away from Tarantino movies. He likes feet. Uh, No, I know he does. It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will punch a fucker if they put a foot on me. (laughs) Very tempted now. (laughs) (laughs) No one can knock out. (laughs) Break that toe. You're gonna travel that that far to get on. <laughs> Come get some. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, adult years. Then uh, you mentioned Serbian film. What else? Um, what else in your adult years really uh, touched you? Shall we say? Oh well, we don't. Want to well, I mean, in horror. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. a different podcast too. <laughs> Um, so I really got into like Adam Green. Like I love the Hatchet movies. Hatchet oh, movies yeah. are amazing. It's just like mm. they have everything I want in them. They're oh just, god! Like, Especially I'm sure being special effects makeup artists, uh, oh, just like my god. some of that shit. Like the well, it was Hatchet where he uh, ripped that person's face open from upper yeah, teeth from to lower teeth, right? Yes. Oh, oh my god! Just like love, love it one. so much. And when he ripped spine out, like oh mm-hmm. dude, I absolutely adore the hatchet movies i got really into those and you know to other people it might be silly but i do like um even though i like my extreme stuff i Mm. love my horror with some comedy too and if they got Mm. great special effects and some cheesy lines in it like i'm all about it so there you go but the effects in hatchet films are just over the top like everything i could ever ask for (laughs) Like, I hadn't really looked into them because they looked goofy at first, you know, when, when I'd see like, you know, posters oh, or trailers, but then I sat down and watched Hatchet one day. I'm like, fuck, this is really a, good work. It's so good. Like, oh God. And then Adam is just like such a cool guy. He's really just, I, he's got to be one of my favorite directors just because of the, the fact is, that he is so down to earth and so awesome. And he puts shit mm-hmm. out like that. Like he just has fun with it and you can tell he enjoys what he's doing. That sounds familiar. Is Adam Green the same guy who did the the other Frozen? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's a big War fan. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Hail Odorous. All right. <laughs> um, so this is now the time of your life where you're starting to meet some people um, and have some uh, you know social connections into the horror community. Um, I'm going to say that actually music, um, I started going to a lot of shows and concerts and that's how mm-hmm. I started meeting more people. And I feel like, you know, I was going to a lot of metal shows and stuff. So okay. obviously a lot of people that are into horror like that. And yeah. I have to say it's more of music that, um, got me to meet people other, like more music got me to meet people than just being into mm-hmm. horror, you know? Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Out of curiosity, you uh, you did say the catchphrase earlier, Halloween is every day. Are you a ministry fan? I am not. Oh, I am come on. Not. <laughs> no, it's too, like, uh, too, um, too much of too that. Like, yeah, too industrial for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And plus, now I'm getting into some different stuff. Like, I'm really sad that I just, you know, this past year just got into Ween. Like, Ween is fucking badass. Push the and- little daisies, Ween? <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> 
God, I haven't heard that since high school. Shit. Oh my God. I love Ween so much now. Like all I just I yeah, they're funny and mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if you are Guar fans or not, but I'm a huge Guar fan and mm-hmm. uh finding out that um a Ween song was like on the road behind EP it just like drives me insane and the fact that we ain't even opened for Guar years ago it's just like you know what where was mm-hmm. I you know I was too young for this shit I wish I would have been there mm-hmm. but um yeah but music really got me to open up and meet a lot of people more so than horror hmm. did interesting mm-hmm. did you go to any um horror conventions as an as an adult yes, and maybe yes. that also you connect yeah. with them a lot yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Said, I, um, and then, sorry, I think you said you were going I, to them even as a teen, right? Teen, yeah. As teenager, I started going to them. Um, here in Pittsburgh, we have our own convention called Horror Realm. It's rather small, but um, very awesome. Like, just, you know, cut out all the bullshit kind of um, convention. Like, everything you want is, like, in the small space. <laughs> it's great. Nice. Um, they always had good guests. Uh, oh, they always had good guests and everything there, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that. It's a great convention. They discontinued it a f- like five years ago or so, and then mm-hmm. they just recontinued it last year. And then, of COVID. course, you know, yeah. COVID happened. So now they're putting it off till November when it's usually next mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it coming back full, full swing. Okay. I almost fe- feel like I don't even need to go into the adult questions because it. it I am an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of the reason that we're, you know, we go through these uh, three sections is to try to pinpoint what it is that you love about horror. Um, and sometimes coming at them from these three different directions triggers memories that you had forgotten. But it seems like mm-hmm. you started at such an early age that. It's just my life. The answers are just the yeah. same. It's just my life. all three faces. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry, I'm boring. <laughs> Quite the opposite. No oh. apology necessary. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, it's not it's not, you know, exciting or boring. It's from a psychological point of view, there's just so much tied into those young moments that it it's almost it feels impossible to pull them apart because you've mentioned a bunch of different things in terms of uh, comedy. You like to like to be excited. You liked um, the emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly like you said, you just want to feel something. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm overall like I'm a person that doesn't really. Um, I try to keep my emotions, you know, to myself. Like I, I don't like to put things out there for people all the time. So when I watch these movies, it's just like, you know, I can react and whatever. It just kind of brings me to a place where I can kind of focus on my mind and uh, know what I'm feeling rather than putting up a mask because I'm around other people. Mm -hmm. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. No, it makes perfect sense. I've thought about that before too. It's almost like uh, I wish I wasn't this way, but I often wear my emotions on my sleeve and just, you know, it did uh, sometimes occurs to me, like maybe it would be better to be more shut in. And, um, it's not, no, <laughs> not no. better. No, well, it's less complicated then. Cause you know, you it don't can be. say dumb shit around the wrong people. I'm like, God, I wish I didn't say that. 
Oh, no, I do. I say dumb shit all the time. That's my way of okay. life. <laughs> Constantly say dumb stuff, but I'm like, I never looked bothered by it. <laughs> you it's, know, like, it's well, yeah, maybe that's what I was getting at. I am what the, I am, it you doesn't know? bother you as much, so it's less emotionally draining, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's six of one, half dozen of the other, because if you open up too much, then you're going to beat yourself up about the times that you said something that you shouldn't have said. And the reverse mm-hmm. is also true. If you bottle things up, then you're going to beat yourself up true. over the times that you didn't say something that you should have so that's me (laughs) (laughs) like i'll say you know there's things that i'll say but then it's mostly i i I, you know i'm I'm a good app i'm a good bottler we'll put it that way okay well is that how can i say this you mentioned that you enjoy horror because it allows you to be yourself Mm-hmm. Do you feel, and this would make sense too, do you feel like your love of horror has made you have to be guarded in, you know, the public eye because of people, you know? I wear my horror shirts everywhere proudly. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, I, you As look an at adult, me, you probably, yes, know. but I mean, go, going back through life, was it always like that? Um, well, I went to art school. We were all weirdos. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't go to like a regular, um, you know, city school where I would have been probably um, shunned or whatever, been like an outsider, been with like the little emo goth kids or something. You know what I mean? Like um, it was more accepted to be yourself in my school growing up because it was an art school. I mean, yeah, I can only imagine if I went to the school down the street in my neighborhood, they'd be like, okay, you're a fucking freak and nobody wants Mm -hmm, to be your friend. So (laughs) did the bottling up thing come from just, that's part of who you have always been. The bottling up thing comes from a lot of stuff that I went through as a kid. Okay. So, yeah. But horror allows you to get, I am taken away, you know, I go somewhere else when I am in my horror zone, bit of an escape. Yeah, it is. Um, so some of the questions that we typically wrap up with, um, we have two questions that are very similar. So I'll ask them both at the same time and explain the difference and then let you answer them. So, uh, these next two questions, it's not just about horror, but any genre whatsoever. Um, the questions are what movie have you watched more times than any other? And what movie is your favorite movie? And we ask them as two separate questions because sometimes they're the same movies, but not always. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. The movie that I've probably watched more times than any other movie probably is hatchet because when i'm bored i'll just throw it on like because i already know that i'm gonna enjoy it whatever and if you know i'm doing something else i'm not gonna miss anything because i already know what happens <laughs> well, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. favorite movie of all time peter jackson's dead alive <laughs> like yes my favorite movie of all time like <laughs> It's just, it's funny. The gore mm-hmm. is amazing. You got a fucking zombie baby. You got a zombie mm-hmm. banging at the table. You got like <laughs> all this just most ridiculous stuff. I'm actually um, is going to be starting on making a rat monkey model here. Um, hopefully this week. Um, I absolutely love that. Like Peter Jackson, what the fuck are you doing nowadays? Like, can you <laughs> right? go back to horror? Go back to your like, roots, fuck please. Fuck that other shit. Lord of the Rings, go fuck yourself. I want Peter Jackson back in horror and bad taste. I want that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, people getting chopped up with lawnmowers and shit. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I heard once that there were uh, the production 
team or whatever for Lord of the Rings went to to interview him before taking him on for the project. And they're like walking through the halls in his house and he's got the posters for bad taste oh, and, and dead alive on his walls. And they're like, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> well, you know what? I wish they would have thought it wasn't a good idea. So they wouldn't take Peter away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could have at least put some gore in those movies. No, no, he couldn't. Then they wouldn't sell to all the demographics. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> Do you see any common threads about what kinds of horror you like? Cannibalism, occult, metaphysical, Body horror. Man, I do love me some cannibalism, actually. Um, you'll get a load of that in my short. So, what is it you like about I cannibalism? do love cannibalism. Uh, so eating people, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't just walk down the street and go, like, hey, let me fucking eat your arm. But mm-hmm. what cannibal movie, man? People are just getting ripped apart. Limbs are being shredded. They're being eaten. Cannibal Holocaust is amazing. I know, you know, it could be a little boring at times, but if you want a good cannibal movie, I love it. I like um, Cannibal Ferox. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Have you seen uh, Raw in more recent cannibal films? Yes, I have seen. I actually saw Raw Mm -hmm. at a special showing when it first came out. I watched it. I saw it here at a theater. Yeah. Did you lose your lunch at the chicken fingers scene like everybody else? Like, No, definitely not. First of all, it was awesome. It it was. It's definitely awesome. And that film being that it uh, took place at veterinary school and it's a cannibal Mm -hmm. film and I'm Mm -hmm. a veterinary technician. I love cannibals. I was like, dude, I love this. (laughs) I like this movie. Yeah, I I actually (laughs) loved it. That's the thing I hear most about it is like it made people leave the theater sick and That's it's because of this say. one scene they it's gave like me a barf bag and i was like i would take a shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the, actually that was the second best scene of the whole movie i think the the chicken or the chicken the finger scene yeah. um to me the best scene was when they they uh reveal the sheets of the uh, the dead boyfriend like oh yeah. that happened <laughs> yeah and you know what though i kind of i know how they like try to play it off and towards the end like with the parents and stuff it kind of being a twist i was like oh, yeah. i already kind of figured that like yeah right you know so yeah but yeah it was yeah. enjoyable but yeah it definitely didn't make me sick i even still have um not only the barf bag from when i saw it um they the they had band-aids they handed out band-aids. too with little it says raw oh. on it yeah so Ooh. i still have those that's awesome yeah. any idea what it is you like about cannibalism I mean, I didn't just tell you. <laughs> the eating people. I mean, psychologically. <laughs> like, I don't, I just, I, you know, um, I even want to, like, I watch these documentaries about, like, uh, real mm-hmm. cannibalism and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, like Issei really, Sawa. Yeah, but they don't really give you any, um, good, they'll be like, oh yeah, we're going to go talk to this guy who probably ate somebody. And then he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he probably ate somebody. Man, fuck this. Like, this, let's see them eating people. Where's the beef? <laughs> yeah, where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think because it's just so, um, it's something that obviously is not in society a normal mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah, it's a taboo aspect you know, of it. Plus, it's kind of similar like, with body horror where it's just, it's very personally invasive. Yeah, it is. And you know, you're like I said, like I mean anybody around you, like they could just eat you if they wanted to, but they're not. True. <laughs> yeah, there's that aspect too. It's not like, you know, aliens or vampires or right. or even it's like your slasher serial killers. Yeah. It's just anybody. Yeah, like um the movie cannibal for fuck's sake, whenever he's like, Yeah, hey, I wanna mm-hmm. be eaten, come eat me. Let's like yeah. share sticks and then I'll eat you. Yeah. Wasn't that based on a true story? Like yeah, there's that a is. guy who Yes it is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The guy in Germany, I think it was. 
Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen uh, Ravenous? Ravenous. Um, the remake. Wait. That's, no. I'm no, not Rabbit. Ravenous. Ravenous. It's a, it's like a Frontier Times movie about. Um, uh, it. Oh, I'm trying to think. It no, was I, you Guy Pierce and the Scottish guy from uh, Train Spotting. I can remember his name. Robert Carlyle. I don't think I have. If you like cannibal movies, check out Ravenous. Oh, it is right. one of my favorites. I'll write that down right now, actually. I, I think I've seen that streaming on like Tubi or something. So I'll check it out. So one of the things about taboo um, things is that it's sort of like a violation of boundaries, of social boundaries. And mm-hmm. that kind of ties in with what you were saying about liking horror movies that make you feel something because again, it's uh, you're violating some personal boundary of your own by allowing you to feel something that, you know, you said you were bottling up. Um, yeah. So it sounds like maybe two of the common threads here are that and comedy, which also in its own way, comedy is also a violation of boundaries because oftentimes the things mm-hmm. that are funny are, subverting your expectations in a way that like the more extreme, the violation, the funnier it is. Um, in terms yes, of yes. Why is that? <laughs> so it seems like that might be a common thread. Um, mm-hmm. and so one of the, the last questions here is why horror? Because could there be other genres where you're violating these social boundaries? Um, Oh, um, <laughs> One of the worst movies ever is like a dog's purpose that made me cry so much when you speak about violations and that's is not the hard. The dog gets reincarnated. Yes. And he yeah, dies over and over and over. I'm just <laughs> me and my friend brought like a whole box of tissues to the theater just to watch that. And we went through all of them and I will never watch it again. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of this one. What's what was it? What made it? What made you cry? Like just seeing the dog dying over and over and over again. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Steve, my friend uh, Mark was telling me about just the other night. It's apparently about, I think it's a boy and his dog, and the boy dies, and then the boy gets reincarnated as a dog, and you it just goes through several iterations of this. Yeah, they um, show like a personal, like their their relationships to like a person and this dog, and then this mm-hmm. like they get so close, or you know, you 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 get to feel for them like, Oh, they're like, they're happy. They met each other. And then they have mm-hmm. to go through the loss of their dog. And then you got to go through the of loss course. of this dog too. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back to go to another family. Oh, yay. We're happy again. We're back with the family. Hey, let's kill you off again. And oh. you know, move on to like another happy, like it's just um, a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> but if you want to talk about something, that'll get to you. Jeez. <laughs> These uh, are, <laughs> this is the reason why the website does the dog die.com was invented. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, I know you have to go, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll deal with it because you know, I have to, and I deal but, with it every day in real life, but it's mm. like, it's just so sad. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of interesting that I didn't even think about that. Your career, your profession in that, those terms, uh, oh, wow. yeah. Also very emotional, uh, both positive and negative, depending on the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, plus with my job too, is like, I get to assist in surgeries and stuff. So I know what anatomy looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Get to yeah. Take out big, nasty tumors and whatnot. Oh, we love playing mm-hmm. with stuff. How like do that. We, how do we, I have other friends that do special effects makeup and they have to scour the internet for these photos. You just get to see it. Right. Yeah. I get to see it, touch it, feel it, uh, mm, stab it. it, throw it on the window. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> so actually there's a, 
question we missed. How did you go from uh, art school to veterinary school? <laughs> so yeah. actually always loved animals. Um, and when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I got older, I realized how much I fucking hate school. Um, yeah. And I honestly, I, I was like, I don't know if I could do like that long in college to be a veterinarian. Yeah, it's, um, it's an MD. You have to do like four or maybe even six eight years, I think. Years, eight eight yeah. years, wow. Um, so, um, you know, wanting to do something like at the same time, having my art background. Yeah, I wanted to do something in art, but I couldn't find my place, you know, mm-hmm. where I... I guess would want to build off from. So what would I want to focus on as an artist? And am Mm -hmm. I going to make any money doing this? You know, I was going to say, that's the other thing. You can't really make any money. It's art is always the avocation, not the vocation. Right. So I wanted something that, um, at least I'd have, that I would enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And I would enjoy because I, I know I like a lot of sick shit and whatnot, but I love animals and I will always like, you know, treat them like my own and stuff. And I, I feel good about my job every day. I feel good about the stuff I do and like, you know, making people happy because I took care of their pet. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and it didn't take eight years of college, right? It only mm-hmm. took me 16 months <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and I've been doing it for 12 years now. So hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and do it working on movies, you know, is great. And if I get more into that, that'd be wonderful. But I am perfectly fine with that being something that's just on the side. And for me to have fun and practice and learn more and just like, it's like my, I, I don't want to say it's a hobby because it's more than a hobby to me. But, um, you know, I'm not going to tell somebody I need money to go out and like, just have fun with them on set for a day and like make blood splatter. You know, I love doing it. It's enjoyable. Right on. So when we ask you, like I say, you know, there's these other avenues that you can get these kinds of things. Uh, so why horror? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, it's interesting that typically when I ask that or we ask that question, we're asking it in terms of other movie genres, but mm-hmm. it sounds like like we said, you kind of have some of that in your non-horror job career, you know, not like, I don't want to say horror because I got to say this. I mean, obviously you have fun at your job, you know, joking. Yeah. But there's a lot of emotional aspects to it. Right. Um, you know, when people have to put their pets down or if we lose, uh, you know, I have patients that I see on a weekly basis. I have some, I see on a monthly basis for certain things. When you lose them, you're, you know, it, it hurts you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there is a lot of emotional aspects that go into my job and that's another place where you have to wear a mask and, you know, I'm not meaning COVID mask. (laughs) Like we, of course we wear those, but I mean like a mask to, you can't break down in a room whenever somebody else is putting their pet to sleep, you know, you got to be strong for them. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot with that too. You got to hide behind that. Um, You know, you could be comforting, but you can't be like some (laughs) crying mess with them. You know, you got to keep your composure. Did I answer your question? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just think so. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. I, I guess I'm just struck that because when we ask that question, we're, we're trying to see if there is like, normally the way it goes is 
they'll say, for example, sci-fi can have a lot of the same uh, details, but then they'll say, but we go to horror because we get this other thing that we don't get in sci-fi. And in your case, it, it almost sounds like you're doubling down by your vet tech. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, I got that. And I'm doing, you know, doubling down in, in the vet tech part of it. It's like, oh. you just genuinely have an interest in all things gory and gutsy. And, and emotional. I, true, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the emotion. Yeah, I guess yeah. it sounds like it's the same kind of thing with, with both aspects. Yeah. You have, I guess just those extreme emotions that I don't know, maybe it's also tangent with um, some other guests that we've talked to. This topic has come up a lot. You know, you, if you get an interest in horror early, you get desensitized to it early. Definitely. So after a while, the only thing that causes that emotional reaction is the extreme. And mm-hmm. you, can only, you can't only find that in horror, but you find it more often in horror than things like action and sci-fi. Exactly. Definitely. Well, there's yeah. also the comedy aspect of it too. The, the, you know, the humor. Um, let me ask a slightly mm-hmm. different question. Do you, <clears throat> do you enjoy horrific comedy more than non horrific comedy? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a stupid question. Oh my. <laughs> no, but yeah, I definitely okay. do. Yeah. But I, the reason I ask is because for, for all I know, you could have said, no, it's about equal. Um, yeah, and I mean, I have a dark sense of humor, too. So the things that I find funny, a lot of, you know, other people may not. Um, mm-hmm. But if people find, like, I don't know what shows people watch nowadays, but, like, these sitcoms and shit funny, I don't find stuff mm-hmm. like that funny. Well, you're not, a, you're not a fan of the Big Bang Theory? No, I'm not a fan of shows. <laughs> 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 like, uh, honestly, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I just kind of watch movies and stuff, so... Yeah, I mean, that was um, when people no, I gotcha. But when people, you know, people ask me about stuff like that, and I like I can't connect with you on that. And then I feel mm-hmm. bad because I don't I don't want to feel like I'm shutting somebody down. But at the same time, you're shutting yeah. me down. So right? no, I'm the same <laughs> way. I don't watch TV or movies. So like half the time people are talking about, you know, the office or whatever. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, you don't know what. Yeah. And they'll yeah. tell me like a joke from it. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you find right. that funny. <laughs> I want to go over here and watch like a baby get dismembered on this or whatever. So I would say if we were to summarize uh, what it is that you like about horror, I, I really think the the common thread is the, the violation of a boundary, whether it's emotionally, uh, you know, triggering you to be happy or sad or comedy, or it's, mm-hmm. it's that the, the initial violation of the, the bang uh, of, Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I could go with that for sure. Well, thank you very much for being our guest. <laughs> Did you, uh, <laughs> do you want to yeah. pitch anything before we close a close the call? Um, just want to make sure people look out for, um, fucked, uh, yeah. by Jesse States. Um, it's the first all female extreme horror anthology. I got some pretty badass effects in mine. I'm sure the other ladies do too. Um, definitely check it out get fucked <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for being our guest um and thanks you to anybody out there listening uh please do come visit us at horrormakesushappy.com uh we've got a list of people there that we'd like to interview if you can help us connect with any of them or if you know anyone who'd like you'd like to have added to the list let us know um you can find links to our merch uh patreon social media all that fun stuff on the on the website in general just we got some badass t-shirts you. wear them over oh. now damn it you just called me out. I looked. I got a T-shirt. Uh, we've got a couple different designs. 
Oh, I'm going to have to get one. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, let us know how we're doing. Horrormakesitshappy.com. <laughs>